Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed spirit. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, the joints and of the marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. And I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the 307 Podcast and a quick comms check with me, Chad. Obviously, about the heart of a man because this is something that I struggled with, something that I struggle with quite regularly, and uh, and something that I went through last night while I was talking uh, to Jesus in prayer. Look, guys, this episode was brought to you by our Patreon members. Thank you guys for supporting this show on Patreon. Uh, thank you for the commitment that you've made to this podcast and to 3 of 7 Project. We're putting a lot into Patreon. We do Resurrected three Sundays a month. That's live content that we get to share with the members there. We're also about to move the workout of the day over to Patreon, and I'm going to do bi-weekly check-ins and Q&A, talking about all things training, talking about all things mindset, uh, yeah, the full spectrum of my training block leading up to the world record attempt that I'm going to make on a trail here in North Georgia and also the Mid-State Mile. So if you want to get in on that, go join us on Patreon. Uh, all of that private content is available to our VIP patrons. And we thank you guys so much again for pouring your time 
and your hard-earned money into the things that we're doing here at 307 Project. You make a lot of things possible for us. So thank you. All right, why am I talking about the heart today? This is something that, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people, you guys probably, some of you guys that don't know me personally probably look at me on, you know, the posts I make on Instagram and in other places and you think, man, Chad's a, a hard dude, right? Well, something that I've been really on guard against since the beginning of my walk with Christ is to really not to not allow my heart to become hardened or essentially not to allow my love, the love that's in my heart, to grow cold. And this is a, a verse here that has really stuck out to me, and I, I bring it up in my own mind uh, quite often now. And this is Matthew chapter 24, 24, verse 12, and it says, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Now this is Jesus Christ. His When his disciples come to him in chapter 24 and say, hey, when is all this, when is, when, what are the signs, uh, and, and when is going to be the, the end of this age, the end of times, right? And Jesus, this is one of the things, the characteristics that he puts out there, one of the evidences that the, the things are coming to a close, the end of the age, he says, lawlessness will abound, and because of that, the hearts or the love of many will grow cold. Now, man, how easy is it in today's society if you're watching news, if you're just hearing the, the rumors that float about and uh, all, all the political strife and the social strife and uh, all the, you know, all the, just the craziness that's going on, it's really, really easy to find yourself in a place where that love that's in your heart grows cold, that love that you should feel for other people people, not just your friends and family, but for people in general, you know, even non-Christians, even people that don't believe like you, man, that love can grow cold really quick. Now, we talk about the heart. Why, why are we talking about this today? It's because of something that happened to me last night. And yesterday, my wife and I had, a, had an argument. A pretty bad argument, right? And I had hardened my heart, and I was really just standing on and not budging uh, the way I felt about the situation. I'd really hardened my heart, and you know, it, it caused it, it was it was rough, man. It was not a good day yesterday. <laughs> I mean, and so at the end of it all, uh, I'm laying in bed. And I come before Jesus in prayer, and I just started praying, you know, earnestly uh, to the to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus. Jesus, impart your heart to me. Put the I, I was praying that I could basically receive the heart of Christ, the heart of Jesus within me, and I was begging, just impart that to me, Jesus. Give me your heart so that I can see things through your eyes the way that you would see. And he actually walked me, the Holy Spirit kind of walked me through a process as I was begging him for the heart of Christ. And I, I 
I visualized in my mind's eye the image of Jesus hanging on the cross, dying on the cross. I just focused on that image in my mind's eye, the image of Jesus accepting the burden of sin, the burden of the sin of all of humanity. That image of him dying on the cross because he loved us as his creation so much that he sacrificed himself for us. And I just focused on that image in my mind's eye. And I thought about how how his heart must have been, how he saw things, how he saw us differently than we see each other, and how even on the cross, when he was dying, when he was tortured, he still loved us and forgave us and everyone around him to the very end. That's the heart of Christ, man, that I want. That's the heart of Christ that I want. I don't want the heart that looks at people that may not believe the way I believe. I don't want the heart that looks at issues that may be against my beliefs. I I don't want the heart that looks at those people and those issues and judges. I want the people, I, I want the heart, I want to have the heart that I can look at someone that doesn't see eye to eye with me, that maybe has no faith, that maybe has no foundation. I want to look at them, and instead of judging them immediately, I want to be able to look at them like Christ looked at them and shed tears because I so earnestly want to see them have what I have. I so earnestly want to see them come into the fold of Jesus Christ. I so earnestly want to see them receive salvation and eternal life and and all the the the, the fullness and the freedom that Christ gives us. The Bible says that whom the Son sets free, whom Jesus sets free, is free indeed. And when I came into a relationship with Jesus Christ and I chose to to worship him and lift his name above all names, make him my king and my savior, allow him to be my king and my savior that he wants to be, that was the that was the beginning for me of what true freedom felt like. And that verse, man, resonates with me so hard. That is true freedom. And I want to be able to look at people, look at situations, look at issues. And I don't want to be judgmental. I want to grieve for those people. And I want to do everything that I can for them. And maybe that's just setting the example, right? Not having a hard heart. So I'm focusing on this image of Christ on the cross dying for me. And then I actually, he he starts, the Holy Spirit starts revealing to me places in my own heart that have hardened, 
And I'm actually seeing an image of my heart, my literally my heart as an organ. And it's kind of turning, and the Holy Spirit is revealing to me places on my heart that have become hard, that have become closed off, that have become that have no longer have any resemblance to the heart of Christ. And he's walking me through the meaning of, of, of that and, and then the restoration of those parts of my heart that have become hard, that have grown cold. And he's restoring them for me in real time. He's pointing them out to me. He's showing me where the deficits are. And then he's restoring them for me in real time. Now, I know that sounds freaking weird to a lot of you guys, but this was very, very uh, important to me. This was very freeing to me. This felt so good to go through this process, the, the, the Holy Spirit and Jesus restoring my heart in real time, and I needed it, man. I needed it bad. I didn't even recognize I wasn't even recognizing the parts of my own heart that had grown cold and hard towards others. I didn't even realize they were there. And it had to get to a point where there was some significant friction in my life being caused because of that coldness and that hardness of my heart for me to finally get on my knees and ask God to restore my heart to impart to me the heart of Christ. And I had to ask for it. He wasn't just going to do it. I had to ask for it. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I laid down in bed last night and I was angry and I was feeling cold and upset, cold-hearted and upset, the last thing I wanted to ask for was for Jesus Christ to impart his heart to me. The last thing I wanted to ask for is for restoration of my hard heart. It's not easy. It's not easy to ask for that, but that's what I had to do. So, I woke up this morning. Me and Brooke went to work out together, and there's still some tension, obviously, because... I had been through this process personally, but I don't know what she went through. And there's a little tension, right? And I just said, you know what? I'm good. I have the heart of Christ. I have the heart of Christ. I have the heart of Jesus. And I just kept saying that. She looked at me like I was crazy. And But, but I truly believe that that restoration happened because I I so earnestly asked for it last night. I was seeking him. I wanted it so bad. And it happened. And now, I don't think that this is, this isn't necessarily a permanent thing. It's not like an end-all, be-all. Like, okay, now I'm good. Life's just going to be good from now on. I, I have the heart of Christ, right? No man, this is this this requires maintenance. This requires checking in. This requires assessment. 
This requires me to continuously seek that heart of Jesus Christ and ask that it would be imparted to me. It's not a one-and-done thing, but that's the same with everything in your faith and in your relationship with your Creator. He wants companionship. Companionship implies that you check in on a regular basis. He doesn't want a one-and-done relationship. He created us because he yearned for companionship, in my opinion. Anyways, I know that's some deep stuff, guys, but it happened last night. I wasn't planning on doing a comms check today, but I figured it was worth sharing. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you that just because wickedness abounds wherever you are, maybe you live in a place that's crazy right now, just because that wickedness abounds, don't let your love grow cold, man. Because if we look, that was verse 12, if we look at verse 13, Verse 13 says, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Enough said.